Hey guys, welcome back to Liturgy and Lore, the podcast that looks at the fringe, the paranormal, all of those fun things from a Christian worldview. I'm Pastor Andy. And I'm Brother Evan. And today, the chestnuts are roasting. Jack Frost is nipping at my nose. So let's wrap up this intro, slay the day, jingle all the way, and make this pod merry and bright. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Liturgy and Lore. How you like that one? I was say, Pastor Evan. Andy, you had to make up for last week, didn't you? I definitely had to, so I wrote this one out instead of going off the top of my head. So hopefully that uh, ends the year with some nice, strong Christmas spectacular vibes, because that's the episode we're on, is Christmas spectacular. Brother Evan, how are you doing this Christmas season? Doing pretty good. Uh, you actually inspired me last week uh, with all the talk of the inflatables and everything like that, and talking about how I had such a good yard for it, so... Uh, the family and I had to go out to Walmart and nice. pick up some inflatables ourselves uh, to to fill the yard with. So you definitely got us in the holiday spirit talking about that. We had to plant our flag <laughs> in the pro inflatable uh, side of the war on that. So yeah, but yeah, I'm definitely making a statement. Uh, we got a three smaller ones. We're between that and a 14 foot Santa, not the 40 foot, but we saw a 14 foot Santa. But for about the same price or even a little less, we were able to get three smaller ones. So we got a Grinch, a uh, gingerbread girl, and uh, my daughter. Girl. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a girl. It. She's got like a little pigtail or something like that, a little yeah, ponytail. representation matters. Well, when you live in a house where you're the only guy, <laughs> uh, that is kind of how the, the cookie crumbles, if you will. Yeah, look at that. You're, you're <laughs> on a roll, too. And uh, then my daughter had to pick out a uh, festive unicorn uh, that she festive wanted. Festive unicorn. So. Nice. <laughs> We have a unicorn too, uh, in our yard. With nice a Santa hat. It must and be a we... family thing. Yes, our uh, little bit of update on our inflatable situation. Ours took a hit last night. Uh, we had oh, a big no. storm here, and I woke up and our penguin was all the way across the yard. He had ripped up all his stakes and was still inflated, standing up, <laughs> but moved about fifteen feet down the yard. Um, so had to restake him today. And make sure he was good to go. But it looks like he survived. Good, he was good, good to go. So better yeah. off than the uh, skiing Santa I lent you uh, a few years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring that up started... in each of these uh, Christmas yep. episodes just to keep driving that one home. <laughs> yeah. Normally, this would be the time we do the weird around the world. And I know people like the sounder and everything, but I thought it's Christmas. I tried to find some weird Christmas news, and I couldn't find much. So if our listeners have one, send it in. But I, I was thinking we could do, people seem to like when we do a quiz. I like when we do a quiz. What if we did a, a quiz on Christmas movies? Because we both are big fans of Christmas movies. That Ooh. might be something for us to do. Yeah, I am all in on this. Uh, did you, is this kind of the same format as what we've done no, in the past? No, this where... one's a little different. So okay. I found a quiz that doesn't show the answers. And we'll answer them together, and then we'll hit the reveal and see how it goes. So this is honor system where I'm trusting that you haven't gone ahead and done it already. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and you're not just getting one or two wrong on purpose to try to yeah, make it so look like. It's a long one. It's 50 questions. So I thought we could break it up over two uh, episodes. Sounds good to me. Because we're planning to make this, this topic today a two-parter, and we could uh, do this over two episodes. So... Do 25 and 25. Some of them are going to roll really fast because they're pretty easy. But are you ready for this? You want to you wanna be the scorekeeper on this? Uh, Sure. Let me uh, pull something up here so I can... Or you can just type it into our, our show notes doc if you want. Okay. So 
We're going to start off with some warm-ups. They're nice and easy. Which movie? I guess we'll take turn two answers first each time. Okay. Are we both answering, though, each question? I think so. And we'll right? just let... We do... Yeah, let's, uh, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, okay. So the first one is, which movie features a boy named Kevin McAllister? Nice, easy one. Yeah. Got it? Well, so we're going to go with just one movie or both? Well, that's true. Hey, it, 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 go for it. One. We'll say uh, Home Alone, the series You're, of yes, one and the two. Series. Not the whole there series. Not yep. the whole series, because then there's a whole bunch of junk ones after two. Does he, is is Kevin McAllister just in the first two? I never saw anything beyond I don't that. Thi- I think it's different kids. Maybe it is him. I don't know. I've never watched them, really. I know they come on, but anyway. Okay. We're, we're dragging that one out too long, I guess, yeah. for an Let's easy keep one. moving. We got, Home keep Alone. we got 25 question. Who plays the character of Scott Calvin in The Santa Claus? Go ahead, you can go first. So it's uh, Tim Allen. Correct. I don't even have to see it. You're correct. Tim Allen, Next I'm agreeing. One. It, they get harder. I, I skimmed over the questions. I didn't look at answers. In Elf, what does Buddy try to put on every food? You're up for this one. Uh, maple syrup. Maple syrup is correct. I'll just We could say the second person can say I agree, or you can try and steal it. How about that if you have a different All right, Yeah, answer. I'm just going through and putting our initials down for each question yep. if we got it right. I'll put an X if we don't. Yeah. These rules are real official. So Yeah. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> All right. Here this one I think is is a little harder, but I think you're gonna get it because you're you're up on this one. Or I I'm up. Just I'm read up. it. Which nineteen forty six film is about George Bailey on Christmas Eve? I'm gonna say It's a Wonderful Life. I agree. All right. Oh, this is a good one for you. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a favorite of mine and yours. What animal does Clark find in the tree? Oh, we even made a joke about this last week, a squirrel. Yeah, we did talk about it last week. That's right. I forgot. Uh, Next one, number six. We're flying. These are pretty easy. It's got to get harder. (laughs) What is the name of the Grinch's dog? I know this one. I think it's Max. It is Max. I was torn between Max and Sam. It is Max. I see the answer here. This one's tougher. It's getting tougher. I think we should just both answer them with the agree or disagree part of it. Yeah. In Die Hard, John McClane attends a party at which building? Oh, uh, the Nakamura. Nope, that's a wrestler. <laughs> Isn't it? It's close. You're very close. I know this one. Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, you're right. Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi. I uh... actually know that more from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if anyone watches that show, because they talk about his favorite movie is Die Hard. I was close. I said Nakamura, not Nakatomi. You were close. <sighs> yeah. That's the I would give it to mine. you. No, I'm not giving it to me. I knew yeah, it, but one, I didn't get it I... right. I'm a little bit upset that I don't know, and I'm wondering if the question is wrong. It says, what item of clothing does Ralphie want in a Christmas story? Does he want? Yes. I don't know what that means. I'm thinking it might be a wrong question, but I haven't seen the answer yet. Because there's what question does he, or what clothing does he get? Right. Which would be the pink bunny. The pink bunny suit. And then they have the socks that they throw over their shoulder. Oh, yeah, they do that. But was, as far as I clothing that he wants, because it's his BB gun is the toy he wants. And he even lies to his parents and says he wants some Tinker, Tinker toys. toys. Right. That's what I thought, too. I mean, maybe his glasses because his glasses break. I don't know. That's not I'm for Christmas. I don't pass on this one. Yeah. I have no idea. It is. Oh, it's a. They had a bad question. It's Red Rider BB gun. That's not an item of clothing. You. Yeah, and we even said the BB gun. I'm giving us both an answer yeah, for that. I would say we... this is from everythingtrivia.com. I should have gave them credit at the beginning instead of waiting until they bombed a question. But <laughs> on to number nine. 
Who plays eight different roles in the Polar Express? Oh, I think I know this one. Uh, do you want me to answer or do you want to answer? Go for it. Tom Hanks. That's who I would guess too, but I didn't know he played more than one role. Yeah. It is Tom Hanks. I didn't know that. Because he's the narrator. He's the conductor. He is the like Christmas ghost homeless guy uh, that really? moves around. He plays I didn't know Santa. he was all those different parts. Uh, I think he's the father of the little boy. I don't know if I can get all eight though. They got their money's worth out of him. Yeah, and then I'm guessing maybe he does like the voice of maybe one of the kids or something too, one or two of the kids. Uh, I'm running out of people though, to, and probably an elf. Yeah, an elf in there. <laughs> yeah, is he Santa? Did you say? Yeah. Okay. Here's one I do not know, so I'm leaning on you to this one. I actually don't know this movie like at all. What is the profession of Hugh Grant's character in Love Actually? Oh man, I need my wife for this one. She. I've never seen this. I don't think. I think she's started watching this one since before Thanksgiving this year. Um, it's one of those okay. cheesy rom coms. Right, she I know is what it all is. All about I... them. Is he a? I'm gonna say an accountant because I don't know. Prime Minister. Oh yeah, then I was way off. <laughs> we both get. <laughs> so it. we both got that one. I'm not ashamed that I got that wrong. I actually <laughs> yeah. think it makes me. I, it makes me like me more. I, I don't think I knew that. that was a Christmas movie until I was married. <laughs> I don't think I knew it was a Christmas movie until right now. Well, so. I don't say I don't know if uh, your wife really gets into the cheesy rom coms. She doesn't. No. Yeah. See, yeah, my like, wife is. Do you guys watch a lot of uh, Hallmark movies at your house? I do Christmas? not. My wife will watch them when I am not in the house. Uh, she okay. knows that I am not into that. So if I have stuff like she'll watch them nights when we're recording, or uh, if Got she it. works from home, so she'll put them on while she's working and I'm in the office because that is one of those I will leave the room because they drive me nuts. I I. Don't I don't hate them as much as you might think I would hate them. I do like the the Hallmark movies when it's not a love story, when it's just like a cheesy Christmas story about like okay, you know, when it's not just the same story every time. Like it's gonna be like the B list actors, but it's not in a like romantic. Yeah, it's not a rom com. Sometimes yeah. it's like you know the little girl that wants to get her letter to Santa or something like yeah, that. Something and, like yeah, something like that. I like those. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. In the Nightmare Before Christmas, who kidnaps Santa? Oh, I know this one. Do you know this one? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna guess. I know this Jack one. Skellington, but that is I incorrect. don't think that's true. He's the hero, I think. Well, he so he is the one that directs the kidnapping of Santa, but it's the trick or treaters that go and actually kidnap Santa. So it's uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. They have a different answer on here, but they've been wrong. They said Oogie Boogie. Well, they take the trick or treaters, kidnap him, and take him to Oogie Boogie. Okay, I'll give you points for that. I, I know, know this one front and back. My daughter loves this movie. <laughs> I, I I'm not a Tim Burton fan all that much, so that's a hot take, especially for a liturgy and lore podcast. People will be like stoning me, but it, it, this movie doesn't do it for me. So you, I'll give you Oogie Boogie because you would know. Yeah, well, because like I said, Oogie Boogie's the one that's like the one that's like holding him captive, but he's Is that not the, the one big that green guy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's guy? like the like burlap bag looking guy. Oh no, who's the? There's like a green ghost blob thing too, right? Or is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe I'm I think thinking you're of thinking Oogie of him because like he kind of gets depicted as being green, like when you see like the like inflatables of him and stuff like that. But he's kind of yeah. like a, he looks like a burlap bag kind of, but he is a blobby looking thing. But oh, yeah, yeah, we watch that green. a lot. I just looked him up. He is green on some scenes, it looks like. I yeah, well, because the there's, like, image. a green, like, glow around him. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, we we have a book and everything. Uh, my daughter is... Yeah, you knew the names of the trick-or-treaters. You get the point. 
<laughs> well, fun fact, uh, one of them is actually voiced by Kevin McAllister's mother. I can't think of the actress's name. Oh, really? Okay. But uh, I know Catherine something. I wouldn't. I'm terrible at knowing. But she is one actors. of the voices of the trick or treaters. So. Well, then you're going to be ready when we get to question 14 because I haven't got there yet. <laughs> but let's go to number 12. We're about halfway for this round. In which film? This is the easy one. We'll fly through it. Is a child left at home by mistake during Christmas? <laughs> I think that might be Home Alone. Yes. We'll move on. <laughs> in what city is Miracle on 34th Street set in? I think this is New York. It is because it's the Macy's with New York. That's right. But they call it some. I, do they call it Macy's? I think I'm pretty sure they call name. it Macy's. Maybe not. I thought they. Did. I thought it had a different name in the movie. But uh, maybe it does. Uh, number fourteen. Here's your question. Or is it Gimbal's? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Gimbal's is Elf. Yeah, but isn't that it? Is it both? Maybe. Maybe that was a real store. I think. Uh, who voices Jack Skellington in the Nightmare Before Christmas? Do you know this? I don't know his name. I can picture him. I don't know his name though. I would not have a clue. I should Chris know it. Chris Sarandon. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he's... I don't know him from anything else. I can picture him, but... Okay, we've got a couple easy ones here. We'll do them fast. So, which movie features a businessman who has shown what life would be like if he never existed? The movie or the character? The movie. Okay, do you know this one? It's a wonderful life. Yes. Yeah. Next one. Who tries to ruin Christmas in Whoville? The Grinch. The Grinch. Easy. And this one, you just went to a... <laughs> White Christmas sing-along, so you might know this one. <laughs> in White Christmas, which song do Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye sing to Vera Ellen and Rosemary Clooney? I think this is the sisters scene, right? They don't sing that to, to them. them. Right. To them. That's a weird way to phrase that one, because they do sing a couple throughout, but they don't sing together to them, I don't think. Because they sing with them on a bunch of songs throughout the movie. They sing Do with they them. sing when they're with them, but kind of like back and forth at all? Maybe that would be the answer. Well, they... I mean, because you have White we need, Christmas in there. We need there. Mother Sandra on this. Yeah, I'm know. trying to think of the different songs. And then they have the... When you're dancing, that might be it. Is that what you're going to go with? I'm going to go I'll with, go with uh, When you're dancing. I'll go with that one. Sisters is what they gave the answer. Okay. I'm going to give us a point for it because we talked about it and yeah. knew it, but I don't think I they mean, don't sing that, that to them because they do it to save them as they're running out to the train or to get their taxi right, to right. go to the train. Yes. That is a fun, that's like my favorite scene in the movie. That is a fun one. Oh, here's, a, I know this one. It took me a second as I looked at which Christmas film involves a toy named Turbo Man. Oh, I actually just watched this uh, the other night. Uh, this is Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Yeah, it has to be. Yep, that's right. 19, we're getting towards the end of this round. In Scrooged. Bill Murray plays a character with what profession? Uh, he is a. Do you know it? Because I think I do. A banker. TV producer. I oh, I what was did thinking you say? of. I thought a banker. Ah, uh, I think he's a TV producer. So he doesn't play Scrooge. I've never. I don't remember seeing this movie. I I know what it is. I'm Wait, so who were you it. thinking? I thought he was like the character of Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh no, which is no. like a banker. He's a. He works in TV. Yeah, it's TV executive. You you get the point. You'll give me that That's one. That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Who plays the female lead opposite Jude Law in The Holiday? I know this one. I think. Uh, It's not the one. Because I always confuse it. And I'll let you answer first. And I'll tell you then who I can Maybe I'm with. confused too. And I got it. I'm saying Cameron Diaz. Uh, Actually, I do believe you're right. I'm going to agree on that. I always confuse okay. it with The Last Holiday, which is Queen Latifah. Is the, oh, yes, the main... that's like the Tyler Perry. It's not Tyler Perry. It's but not, it's, but I always yeah. confuse the two, and my wife makes fun of me all the time for... They're very yes. different movies. 
But I think you're right. Yes, it yeah. is Cameron Diaz. I'll read your coattails to win on that one. I'm picturing the I'm picturing the like box. That's actually how I knew that <laughs> one. In uh, which 2003 movie features Billy Mac's Christmas is all around? Wait, Han, what was the question? Which 2003 movie features Billy Mac's Christmas is all around? Is that the is that a song? I guess so. 2003 Christmas is all around. Uh I'm going to go with Polar Express just cuz of the time frame. Love actually. Uh, I would have not gotten that one. I, We've yeah, already established that. <laughs> yep. Uh number 22. So we're getting to the end, getting to the end. What name is given to the elf played by Zoe Deschanel in Elf? Do you know this one? She's not an elf, by the way, so it's a wrong question. She's a human. Yeah, okay. So it's what's her n- name in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh Jovi Jovi, but I call foul on the question yeah, because she is not an elf. Correct. She works at Gimbal's. Correct. 23, what color is the bell in Polar Express? I think this one's silver. That's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with, I want to say it was like a brass bell. Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Now you got me second guess. No, I think silver. I think you're right with silver. Should we go silver? Yeah. It was silver. Yep. We got it. I had to think through it. We just watched this one not too long ago, so I had to think through it. I'm not a big fan of that movie. It creeps me out a little bit. It is I'll weird animating style, but I don't mind it. I love the book, and I like the story, but I don't like the movie. The animation <laughs> bothers me. Number 24. What do the misfit toys in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer wish for? We just watched this one. So, so I did I. I, I just it. watched it before I put my daughter to bed tonight. And I think it's oh, just tonight. for children to play with them. That's what I think, too. Let's see. A home. We'll, well yeah. that. Yeah. That's what they We mean. got it. Yep. And the last one for today. This is a we talked about this already, so we'll see if we were right. What store is the setting for most of the events in Miracle on 34th Street? I want to say it's Macy's is what I lean towards. I think it's I But think, I don't know enough I'll department agree with stores. you cuz I don't have another one, but I thought it was a fake store that was like Macy's. But I'll lean, I'll agree with you and go with the same answer. Let's see. It's Macy's. Okay. You got it. <laughs> I don't ever think it. to that one. Yeah. <laughs> So that's our, uh, in place of Weird Around the World, our Christmas quiz for this week before we jump into the next segment. So we did, how'd we do? Do you, do you want to keep it for next week and see, t- so, tally them Well, together? we can uh, let everyone know where we're at right now. Yeah. You missed one, two, three, four, five. And I missed okay. one, two, three, four. I missed four. You're winning by one. Yep. I got you by one on here. Yeah, that so I got a eighty percent though. I'm actually a little disappointed because I feel like I'm a Christmas movie connoisseur. But well, probably the only one different really in there that I got was the uh, Nightmare then, Before Christmas. Yeah. Is probably and we both got killed by the rom coms. Yeah, there's a few in there that we both have X's on. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So that was fun. We'll come back to it next week. So it's probably time. Good time after. Uh, Showing all of our Christmas knowledge here, Christmas movie knowledge, to, to transition. This is not a movie podcast. It is a <laughs> Bible and paranormal podcast. So to introduce our topic for today, our topic today for the Christmas Spectacular, I did originally when I wrote this, anything and everything Christmas is our topic. <laughs> but we're going to narrow in a little bit as we go on the Magi and all of those events. But before we did, I just wanted to talk about Christmas generally, how it if we if you did not grow up in the west or knowing hearing of christmas 
it's a pretty weird fringe paranormal holiday if you actually think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like look at the Bible story. There's a lot of weird stuff. Like, just if you had heard this for the first time, totally cold, not knowing any of this, that God was made a man, right? God became yeah. a man. But one person of God, right? God is Trinity, is a Trinity, and God, the Father sent God the Son to become a man. That's weird already, yeah. and that could be, there's whole books on all of that. They call that the incarnation, when God became a man. But not only that, he became a man through, it wasn't like he just beamed down as like a fully grown man. He was a baby, yeah. which is crazy. Like thinking about God becoming a baby and like, you know, I love the song Silent Night. It was probably not a very silent night. <laughs> he was fully human. I mean, like I always feel like, when we hear the song Silent Night, like Mary's probably like, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming. Like, have you ha- been in the room when somebody's been born before? It is not a silent night. Like she was probably screaming. This is pre-epidural. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's not even the weirdest part. She was a virgin. And don't know if you know how these things work, but virgins don't have babies. Right. <laughs> which is the, which the authors kind of pick up on because they're like, it was kind of scandalous. And Joseph was about to divorce her. But then it gets weirder again. An angel comes and talks to Joseph and says, hey, don't divorce her. That baby is of God. It's going to be the Savior. Before that, an angel talked to Mary. Before that, an angel talked to Elizabeth. and or not <laughs> was it, Did he talk to Elizabeth first or to her husband first? Zachari- I think Zachariah first. You're the pastor. Oh, I just read this <laughs> with my kids in our Advent devotional. But either way, he announces to John the Baptist family, yeah, that they're having a baby, and they're old, right? Like, yeah. So that's kind of crazy. And then we have angels showing up again to talk to shepherds once the baby's born. There's just lots of weird stuff. Did I miss any weird stuff that you can think of? Well, and then you have this bright star shining, yeah. which is yeah. kind of more of what we'll get into. We're going like to get there for the sure. The meat of the, the cast today, the podcast, but that still in itself is always something that's been fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, what is that? Which we'll talk about, but... Oh, the other thing I always think is kind of weird is, it's not weird, it's just pretty cool, is how many perfect pieces come together on Christmas to that are fulfillments of prophecy and scripture. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that had to turn out perfect for Jesus to kind of fit the fingerprint of who he set out to be from the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, that that's actually one of, to me... It's not an apologetics podcast, but one of the things that makes me most convinced of mm-hmm. who Christ is, is how well, like if you read your Old Testament, things like he's going to be born in Bethlehem, right? Like that's a little tiny town. We we know it because of the <laughs> Some pretty important the things Christmas happen there. Story. But like it was a little tiny place, right? Like it wasn't that big that he was going to go to Egypt and come out of Egypt. Like that happens. And all of this is stuff that Jesus, by the way, could not control because he's a baby. Right. So this is not stuff that he like, well, I know what the Bible says. Let's see how I can work out different things to kind of fit into that mold. Like, and even being in Bethlehem is crazy, right? Like the whole story of how he got there is because he was, his mom and dad had to go there for a census. They had to go like kind of report and pay their taxes. Yeah. And so he just happens to be born on the road. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this today. This is a side note, but my wife started going into labor when we were at a water park <laughs> and two hours from my house. And like, 
That's kind of what happened with Jesus. He was his wife was away, but or they were away, his family, but they were there for a much cooler. Well, ours was a cooler reason going to the water yeah. park, but a bigger reason. They had to go pay taxes, and then had his baby on the had their baby on the road. So you know how earlier you were saying how uh, if Mary was hearing Silent Night, she'd be shaking her head. If Joseph heard you equating your trip in a car two hours away to his trip yeah. on the road, he'd be shaking his head at you saying, "Nah, bruh, we ain't the same." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to start with that. Like there's so we could have talked about so many weird things for Christmas. We could have talked about a virgin becoming pregnant and being that was prophesied too, by the way, 700 years beforehand from in the book of Isaiah, which, you know, they had to be thinking like, have you lost your mind? Yeah. Virgins don't get like because he says born of a virgin. Like, "Mm, dude, I know you're like a prophet. Maybe it's hard to pick up girls but that's not how that works yeah and then angels is another one dreams and visions is actually an episode i want to do one day yeah weird stuff so just wanted to get that all out there to begin with so are we could we you want to jump into our main event yeah yeah let's do it okay so this is going to be broke up over two episodes so we get to really jump in and talk about a lot of cool stuff here so we're going to talk about today the magi and the star so if you're like, what is Magi? That's the wise men. We call them wise men or the three kings. And so a good place to start is Matthew 2. And I'm going to pull that up here. I should have had that ready to go, but I don't. So while you're pulling it up, uh, can yeah. I ask you a question here? Yeah. So I've always wondered this. The three kings reference, is that just because of the song? Or is there something to like Magi meaning king? Because I always understood like Magi and like wise men, like that kind of fit together i guess but like kings feels like a totally separate like status symbol like is that just from the songs because it worked lyrically or i think it is let me see here i'm looking at something to see if i'm right so i think it's just more of an interpretation that they were like they were because they were wealthy with the gifts they brought yes i think that's part of why they're associated with kings and the because of the gifts okay i think it's more of a tradition thing okay well because like they like are answering to herod and everything like not to get too far ahead of ourselves but like well they have herod has no authority over them right right it's like a thing but yeah yeah that's that's true so yeah they're not really kings that's a good point um there's a couple misconceptions that we'll talk about here. Like, there's also not three of them. Right. Or there might be, but that's not <laughs> anywhere from Scripture. That probably also traditionally arose from them bringing th- the three gifts. Mm-hmm. I-, I think that's why they think, th- you know, the kind of assumption is like three guys came, each one laid one gift at his feet or something. You know, you can you can see how you got there, but that is not at all what the Bible says. It just says that this group came. They certainly would have not traveled just three people. Right. That we can know for sure. They would have traveled with a big caravan and done it that way. But let's look at Matthew 2. I have it up now. Good job stalling there, Brother Evan, <laughs> um, and getting us to where we need to go. So it's what I do. Here's, I'm going to read it. It's a little long, but it's the Bible, and it's good. It, it's good to hear it. It's 12 verses, starting in Matthew 2, verse 1. It says, I'm going to read it in the ESV. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men or the word really there is magi, from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, 
and came to worship him. That's a weird thing that happens there. Sometimes it also says in the east, a star in the east. When Hold on to that. Just remember that that kind of is said unprefaced. <laughs> Where's the king of the Jews? We saw a star. like, And it just gets like passed over. Verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the name of Judah, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he went, sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, and I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, and here's the three part, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream, gets weird again, not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And that's the whole story. They actually, uh, let's see, verse 13, an angel comes and tells them to get up and get out, uh, mm. th them being Jesus uh, and his family. And they dip to Egypt. But, you know, when you read this story, it sounds like, oh, cute. It's like the, the nativity. But, like, if you really slow down, and I tried to point things out, it's weird. Yeah. Like, real weird. Like, the magi, it's magus is the word, the singular. Magi is plural. Like, nowhere else in scripture are they good guys. Yeah. By the way, they're like, it, it's like magicians. Right, right. Is, that's where we get the word magician from, is from this word. We call them wise men, and we think, like, scholars. It's right. not scholars. <laughs> it's like, they probably practice some sort of, like, witchcraft. Yeah. Sort of type stuff. That's something of, like, some of the stuff we talked about back during spooky season. Yes, exactly. With, like, different, like, enchanters or, like, whatever, sorcerers yeah. or something. Yeah. They were probably, um, we'll talk a little bit about who they are. So what is a magi? That's kind of the big question. And we translate it wise men. I don't really know. I mean, it's fine to fine. It's, but they're more like astrologers. That's what I was going to say. Does it mean like they kind of like, does it come from them knowing like kind of the secret arts or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, you could almost call them like a seer. Yeah. You know, like a wise man that way. Not like he knows a lot. Not professors. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, we've said this, I think, before, but there is like a bit of a, a modern bias when we read stuff like this. Magic, or whatever you want to call it, like supernatural things, and what we would think of as more science, were very intermingled mm. up until the Enlightenment. So they were both astronomers, which is very scientific, and astrologers, which is very magical. Yeah. They did both things. They probably had a lot of math training and astronomical training to be able to chart the planets and all that stuff. And then they also attached a lot of meaning to it. Right. And did a lot of like tried to tell the future and tried to know what was going on. And so when you know that it makes a lot more sense that they're following a star. Yeah. Right. So 
they would have been watching the sky all the time. That's probably there people what they that were did. looking to the sky already. Yes. And they were looking for lots of like thing. They were trying to ascertain what was going on because there was a popular belief back then uh, and still today in a lot of ways that what was happening on Earth was reflected in the sky. Right. Or vice versa. Maybe the sky is the true like real um, world and we are the reflection of what's happening up there, depending who you talk to. And there's maybe some whiffs of this in the Bible. Right. That's a whole episode I want to do. Actually, <laughs> I want to get our friend Doug Van Dorn back. Because he's talked about this a lot. He calls it astral prophecy. Like even in the Bible, maybe there's some hints that stuff like this goes on. Where there's something going on in the sky. And some of it is in this passage. So I guess we should talk about it. So should yeah. we talk any more? Any, oh, let's keep going about the Magi. We don't really know where they're from. That's what I was just going to ask you. If we like, because does it say they came from the east? Or is it just they talk about like the star being in the east? So this is a big point of contention. Usually, like even think of the we three kings from Orient. Yeah, are. Orient just. Means that's what I'm trying to like separate what's biblical and what's just like pop culture yes. song, <laughs> right? And lore. <laughs> but actually, when you look at the text, it says they saw a star in the east. Right now, there there are some who say they saw it like it'd be like if I saw a movie in my house, it means that I saw it while I was in my right. house, not that the movie took place in my house. But I think the more plain reading is that it was east of them. Mm. Like it rose in the east, uh, which is, right? Like that's the way stars would rise, though, is in the east yeah. to the west, right? Yeah, because like, they get westerns that's when the, the way sun that, sets. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Riding so, off into the sunset in a western is how I so remember So maybe that. that's all it meant. Like we saw it rise in the east as in like it came up, the star yeah. came up. But I kind of think it's a directional thing. So that means if it's east for them, they're actually coming from the west. Mm-hmm. Right, if they're following that way. There's been a lot of candidates of where they're from. A lot of people think Asia Minor or like Babylon. These are probably pagan dudes, but we don't know exactly. Um, so that's kind of the last thing about the Magi is like we don't know where they came from. We do have a couple other mentions of them in Scripture. There's a guy named Simon Magus in the Gospels later on. I forget which Gospel. I think it's in John, um, a couple places. But Mag, he's Simon the Magician. Um, the sorcerer. That's another word we could use, sorcerer. Yeah. These are like sorcerers. So uh, it's hard to find an English word today that really translates well because they kind of did all these things. It was a lot um, a lot of it mixed together. Like a priest maybe too. They were like maybe like a priestly class mm. person. Yeah, so that's who they are. It makes a lot of sense that they spend a lot of their time looking at the skies. And it's kind of a weird universal thing almost among cultures is that groups would look at the stars, groups of people, and try to make meaning out of them. Some in the past, some they would date things in the star, star, uh, stars based on, and weirdly too, a lot of the constellations are uniform across the world. Mm -hmm. Like people see, they might call it something different, but they see the, a dragon or they see a hunter. Everybody sees a hunter in Orion. Or everybody sees a lion in Leo. And I'm like, I've looked at these things. And they don't look like a lion to me. <laughs> now, Orion does kind of look like a hunter to me. I get that yeah. one. That's the one I can see. And the Big Dipper. Yeah, I say the I Dippers. Those, actual... uh, I, I get that one. <laughs> but I don't think those are actual constellations like from the official. I think they're parts of the bear or something. Oh, I don't right? know. I don't know either. I'm, I do not know my constellations uh, me neither. at all. I like looking up at the sky. <laughs> it suggests a little bit of like a shared culture, which would make sense if we go back to some of our other Divine Council episodes. And, yeah. 
and the Tower of Babel and being spread out across the earth that like they had a shared background and shared kind of cultural memory of mm-hmm. these things. We also know in Job, I believe it is, um, there's a couple places in scripture where the constellations are actually said to have been put there by God. And now we know, of course, they were put there by God in the sense that God put the stars in the sky, mm-hmm. but God refers to the constellation. So in Job, we actually see this come true, like where Job credits God with creation of the stars and the constellations. Like he says, he is the maker of the bear and Orion, right? So we, we assume it doesn't mean the animal bear there because right. he also <laughs> then says the Pleiades, I can never say that, and the constellations of the south. Later on, he says, can you bind the beautiful Pleiades? Can you loose the cords of Orion? This is God actually saying it at this point, talking back to Job. Or can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons? So that happens in Job. In Isaiah, it happens again. And he says in Isaiah 40, lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one is missing. So, you know, that's not the constellations, but we see that God uses the stars. Yeah. Right. He has them speak his glory. Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So that's pretty cool. Like God has done this. Yeah. And they're not just like an afterthought that were haphazardly thrown right. out there. They're purposeful. Yeah. It's not like, let me just splatter some paint on the yeah. canvas. Right. This he, will look cool. He's actually painting. <laughs> right. He's painting them. And, you know, we're not flat earthers on here or anything like that. So we don't believe they're like on a firmament, just like painted <laughs> on flat. But that actually makes it crazier because these are stars coming from various distances, yeah. light years away. But to us, they make a flat picture, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy that God did that to us. So anyway, we see that these the constellations and stuff like that were known at biblical times, and they're not bad. God made them, right? So we don't want to throw out everything that has to do with the stars because it sounds, oh, it sounds like astrology. Right. By the way, I'll just come out at the beginning. Astrology is bad. Right. We're not supposed to do it. But there is something about looking to the sky. And if we want to continue down that road, I hope I'm not, if I'm rambling, Brother Evan, call me back. (laughs) We see a couple warnings. Well, one, the book of Deuteronomy in chapter four tells us that we're not to bow down to the stars or worship them. We're not supposed to do that. We are also not supposed to try and tell the future from the stars. That's, that's no, not okay in the book of Deuteronomy. But God tells us in chapter 21 of the book of Luke that there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars at the end of days. We also see that when God made the stars, he says, uh, I'm looking for it real quick, but basically says that they are for marking of seasons and times. And I don't think times and seasons just means, um, this is me, this is where I'm, maybe I'm getting a little controversial, just means like, oh, it's fall mm. because the sun is here. I think it can also mean ages. It can to mark ages or uh, mark kind of like what time it is, if you can make sense of that. Like here's the season we're in, not in the literal sense. Uh, Maybe, maybe. Huh, I never thought of it like that. But it definitely is there to mark what season it is. We know the constellations move through the sky Mm -hmm. at different seasons. And actually, the ancients used them as like a calendar. Right. They would say, that's how they would like say, they didn't say January 1st, this happened. They would say, no, the moon was in this constellation and the stars were in this constellation. 
blah, blah, blah. Right? right. Like they that's how they mark time, which is cool. Am I rambling too much, Brother Evan? No, no, you're good. So well no, so I was just gonna say, so as far as what the Magi were doing, because we've kind of established that they most likely were not Christian, they were probably pagan. Do you think they were right. doing astrology type activities when they saw this star? Or you know what I mean, like do you think what they were doing fell into that category and God was using that to kind of give them a sign? Or like what do you like what are your thoughts on that? Yes. So <laughs> Let me come back to that. Okay. Because <laughs> I got some fun stuff with that. Cool. So let's go to what the star was. What did they see? Okay, there's a couple candidates of what it could be here. So some of the candidates of what are we looking at would be that people have proposed over time is that it could have been a, com- a meteor or a comet, right? Like something that flies through the sky because it does seem new. They have something appears to them that they haven't seen before in the sky. And it seems to be mobile too. It's not just stationary and they're following towards that. It's actually moving. Right. So it could have been a a comet. And this is not to disprove, like none of this disproves the Bible or says that it's wrong when we say, uh, when they call it a star, right? Right. That we call everything in the sky a star too, right? Like we say this star, that star, but like, okay, some of them are planets, right? That's okay. Like you're not, they're not speaking in technical terms. Like they're saying a bright body in the sky. Right, exactly. So it could be a comet or a meteor. It could also be some kind of supernova, which appears or like a blows up, you know, like the birth yeah. of a star that came. And maybe this, people have said it is a star that had seemed to come to life and stay. And maybe we can still see that star today, but it was new at that point in history. Others have said some stuff with the constellations, maybe they're seeing, or maybe. It's just supernatural. That was been one of the things. Like it was nothing. It was not a star that we will see again. It was not the laws of nature. It was just a thing that God put up in the sky and then took away again. You know, like a a bright light. God does that. A bright light comes to the shepherds. Mm-hmm. God can do that. Now, do you think that it was a like supernaturally bright light that it got their attention, or do you think it was just a new body of light in the sky or whatever? Like. Something that just was, they knew the sky so well that it stood out because it was different? Or do you think it like had a special look to it that like would have caught anybody's eye um, if they were just looking at the sky? I think, I think that there was, it was something new or the sky was doing something that if you were familiar with the sky Mm -hmm. was weird. That's what I think because for a couple of reasons, but the one being like, we don't hear a lot of like, well, in the Bible, we don't hear anybody else referring to it. Right. Right. And when they go to Herod, he's like, let me talk to my scribes. Like, what are they talking about? Like, right. You know, he doesn't seem like, oh, that's what that is. Like, well, because you know, that's the, what that big bright thing was. That's what I was to say, because the reason I ask is because like in every nativity scene you ever see, it's this like, and I know it's an illustrative right. look at the the birth of Jesus, but like. It just kind of, I think it puts in our minds that like it's this giant star that's really big or it's this really yeah, bright I don't light think that's, that's true right over the manger. You know, what I mean, I think that's easy for a lot of us in today's age to kind of picture of what's going on. Yeah. Here. Well, when we get this idea like, oh, like they're almost like moths to a flame, right. like this bright star, right. let me follow it. But like, no, they're astronomers. So they're looking at the stars all the time and trying to interpret them. Right. Right. So they're trying to see what is happening in the stars. And so the star had to, when we're trying to pick out what is the star, it had to be nine things. 
right? So I'm going to go from this text. There were nine things that had to be true about this star. So let me get them up here. First, whatever in the sky happened somehow indicated a birth, Mm. right? From the Magi's questions, we're getting this because they say, where's the one who was born? Right. Something's born here. Like what, again, what a weird question. We saw a star. So somebody must've been born, born, born. Um, and they asked this question. Second, he, they say he's a king. Another weird thing. Like, and then he's it has something to do with the Jews. There, there's something about this gives us a little bit of a clue about the Magi that they are somehow interested in Jewish things. Yeah, but there's something that this relates to do with the Jew has to do with the Jews. So they're like, there's this weird thing going on. We think the king. They don't even say like, did it happen? They say, where is he? Yeah, like, they're just like, like it's assumed. They're certain of what it yes. is. Yes. Then we know that it says we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, this is where I'm getting a lot of this, by the way, if people want to go look this up for themselves. So far, I can't vouch for everything on this website. And I don't know who they're associated with. But uh, Brian Gadawa has recommended this. And I trust him. He's a he's a famous author who we're trying to get on the show and have had conversations with. But he recommended this. It's Bethlehemstar.com. So it's cool. Easy to remember website. And so he, he recommended this. But they say um, they're coming to worship this king. We know that. They want to come and do this. They, they say we've come to worship him, so we get a little bit of the motive. But before that, it says it rises in the east. And I don't think that means we saw this star while we were in the east. Mm-hmm. It means it was rising in the east. That's what all stars do, as we said, because of the rotation of the earth. Stars rise in the east. But not everything that's a celestial object does that, rises in the east. And I, I actually don't know that this says that they came from the West either. It just says right. that's how it comes up in the sky. But it, it still narrows things down. Like uh, the, the North Star doesn't do that. It doesn't rise in the East. It stays fixed. Mm. You know, like that's kind of the whole point of how we use it. Then we know that it has a worship motive coming along here. We also know, so that was, that's not one of the qualifications. But so qualification number five, it appeared at a specific time. Because where does it say? Matthew 2, 4. Yeah, so Herod, sorry, calls the people together and he says, um, he asked the teachers of the law and the scribes, the chief priests, when the Christ was, where the Christ was to be born. And they rec- they say, hey, it's from this prophet, Isaiah, where he says this. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little mixed up there. But there's an exact time. Oh, so also Herod didn't know when it appeared. Here's the answer to your question. Herod didn't notice. Yeah. Right. So he doesn't know. Oh, it's that really bright thing. I remember that was like three months ago that popped up. Yeah. You know, like he didn't notice it because he's like, when did that happen? We also know it endured over a uh, considerable period of time because the Magi saw it and traveled to Judea and still saw it. Yeah. Like they're there and they still see it. And that's they're probably coming from like Babylon, maybe wherever they came from. It was probably far. This is not like a hop in the car. Right. Like water probably took several weeks yeah weeks or more. at least maybe maybe more and then number eight it went ahead of them as they traveled from jerusalem to bethlehem so they get to jerusalem they ask the question and then it goes ahead of them yeah uh, now bethlehem's only five miles south of jerusalem but it still appears ahead of them as they go south which is weird yeah and then this one's super weird too all of this is happening number nine the star stopped Right. So let's go through all those again. That was kind of a lot. I know it. It has something to do with birth, 
kingship and the Jews. That's one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It rises in the east like other, most other stars do, but not all. It appeared at a specific time. Herod missed it and didn't know it happened, so it wasn't like this super crazy bright yeah. phenomenon. It endured for a few for over a considerable period of time. It went ahead of them and moved, and then it stopped. So all of those things have to be true about whatever the star was, right? So that is a pretty specific set of things. Yeah. Right? So meteors do some of them, but it actually fails most of those nine tests. They don't rise. Meteors don't rise in the east. They do move, and they do come about suddenly, uh, but they don't last long at all. Right. Meteor is quick, right? Like you see it like a shooting star. Right. Like that. Okay, so what about a comet? A comet does stay in this sky for a while, and it's been proposed that it was a comet. Like, you know, you, we know about Halley's Comet right. kind of comes around every so often. I think it's like, uh, here it says, actually, 75 years. Every 75 years, Halley's Comet comes, and you can track it, and you can know it's coming. Maybe it was something like that. Well, actually, at this time, I, I don't didn't know this, but comets were not regarded as something positive. Hmm. They were regarded as like a- Like a bad omen. Bad omen. Exactly. So they were they were seen as something bad and they actually messed up the the sky, so to speak. They saw the sky as very highly ordered and this is something punching through. Oh. So if you know, if you're seeing the sky as something good and telling you now you have something ripping up and making things yeah. chaotic. Now, could God have still used a comet and that was considered a bad omen? Yeah, of course he could. He can do whatever he wants. But he was supposed to communicate something good. Whatever God did, it communicated something good to these magi, and they want to come see it. Also, comets tend to be pretty bright and pretty obvious. And so it wouldn't have been that hard for maybe for Herod to know it. But I think it's it could have been a comet. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. The one thing we'd know is that uh, there were no comets recorded, though, in any other sources at that time. We don't have any record that they're, you know, that of the right. comets we know, most of them wouldn't have been around there. Okay. Um, so what's left? There's some other things like a supernova, but they don't do some of those things. So we have to wonder what did happen in, this would have had to be too, we know around the year three or two BC, because we know when Herod, li- Herod lived. Right. Herod right. dies, you know, not too long after this. All right, guys, that is where we're going to cut it for this week. Uh, We will be back to finish this conversation, part two of our Christmas Spectacular, next week. Follow us on social media, Liturgy and Lore. Email us, liturgyandlore at gmail.com. And Brother Evan, anything you want to say? Just as always, thanks, Roblo. 